Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Sims Chat Corner. Um, it's not very often that I get a chance to have somebody on the show that I will do nothing but probably brag about for the next 30 or 40 minutes, so she should get herself used to this. This lovely, lovely lady, which is Bridget O'Brien, who's not only a friend of mine, but just an established New Yorker, and we've got so, so much to talk about, so I don't want to wait a further ado. She's been waiting like two and a half minutes. Let's get her on the phone and let's start talking to her. Hello. Bridget. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm so excited. I was just telling this listening audience like three seconds ago, I'm like, it's not often I ever get to do an interview where I get to embarrass you with every question, make you turn red, and talk about how wonderful you are for 30 minutes, which is what's going to happen. It's not that often that I get to spend time in my day and talk to someone that I very much enjoy spending time with, so I am excited as well for this this little bit of time that we'll have together. This is like a love fest. This is like so cool. Um, before I start this, I just wanted to share with the audience. Um, luckily, just a few weeks ago, as I was very, very blessed with the good fortune to meet you in person, obviously, although I've known you for a little while prior to that, um, I can tell you listeners that in the first moment I saw her, I was just completely overwhelmed by her presence. She's confident yet sweet, draped in this absolutely gorgeous attire, and possessed this just warm and welcoming smile. If you knew her as I did, then you would swear that she's just the she is just the commencement of all of these worthy attributes and more. Um, so first off, thank you for coming on the show, obviously, and working thank so you for very diligently. I really appreciate oh, of it. Of course, not at all. You work so very hard to bring people to me, which I appreciate more than I can tell you. And I'm so lucky that I've become a friend of yours and to get to know you and to get you have on my show finally for the first time. I thought this would never happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> I kind of want to start off talking about you, and then we'll get to all the regular good stuff. Um, One might be under the presumption that since you're obviously a native New Yorker, that it would be only natural for you to progress into some form of an entertainment field, since we all know New York is like the ambassador to a variety of entertainers. Can you tell me, um, was there maybe one major life event that prompted your choice to venture into the public relations side? How did you get an influence to go into this? Well, I had... um I went to Fordham University. I became a teacher. I got my master's degree, and I was teaching. But the whole time that I was teaching, on the side, I was doing a lot of public relations for nonprofits, donating my time, doing a lot of helping out, like, young artists, getting their name out there and things like that. And I became pregnant um, three and a half years ago. And I had my daughter um, in January of 2010. And in that time, I had been teaching in the Bronx for almost 10 years. And it was wonderful and noble and fantastic. But when I had my own daughter, I couldn't resolve the fact of going off and being with other people's children all day while my child was with someone else. So uh, I all this time was doing PR and, and really enjoying it. And more and more things were coming to me while I was home with the baby. So I decided, let's just do this full throttle. Let's go full time. Um, Let's put teaching on hold for now. I started my own firm. And since I started my own firm, it's like taken off like a rocket. And it's just been one blessing after another, one wonderful client after another, one wonderful event after another. Just a lot of really good things have happened since doing starting my firm. Yes, and some of the things I found out about you that most people wouldn't know, um, 
very young age of 11 years old, I know that you had volunteered for two different places. I know an animal shelter and the Center of Independent Living. Was this experience working with these particular places a means for you to discover your other love of philanthropy? I really think that it was. I mean, my my parents are very service-driven people. They, you know, from the time that we were really, really little, my mom was always doing things uh, with the church or with, you know, neighbors or people who were in need, helping out, you know, the elderly or, you know, people who might have had children with disabilities. So I think just seeing that um, in my home, it made me emulate that and kind of want to be as good as my parents were and as good as the things that they were doing. So, yeah, I think that that really, I think that it's important when you're a child to implant that in in kids, to get that, you know, idea of being philanthropic and, and doing things for other people, and then it makes you feel good. And if you start instilling that with kids when they're as young as two, three, they're going to be a better person when they're older. So I really do believe that, that, you know, starting out doing things when you're younger really does instill value when you're, when you're an adult. And I would imagine, of course, judging by the pictures, because I haven't personally seen you in person with them, I see that your children have actually participated in some of the events you've gone to. So do you think that they'll slowly but surely kind of grasp your love for this as well? Uh, I really hope so. I mean, try to talk about the importance of, you know, doing the right thing. I mean, my children are very young. I have a four-month-old and a three-year-old, but I do bring them to my charity events uh, when I do have events that, you know, incorporate kids in them. And, you know, just just basically events when, when we participate in things with the church or things, you know, in the neighborhood that are community building not just taking my do- my daughter or my son there. My my son's right. a little young for this, but you know, explaining why we're going and doing this. We're going to this party today. Everyone pays money, and all the money is going to help you know people that are sick or dogs that you know need homes. It helps feed the do- you know, different things. You tell your kids what it's about, and they understand. Kids understand a lot more than people give them credit for. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Undoubtedly so. <laughs> Definitely. And to those who don't know what Bridget even looks like, I got to tell you, now that I've seen her in person, she's rocking that body for having a four month old baby. Holy hell, woman. You look gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> out there. Don't worry. I'll just keep making you blush because it's going to get worse in three seconds. Um, and I have to say, you obviously brought this up already, but I am very jealous. Not only does Bridget magnify beauty in every facet of her being, but she's a little smarty, obviously, because as she just prefaced, she's got two degrees from Fordham University, her bachelor's in sociology, and, of course, a master's degree in education. Um, now, I know the aforementioned degree you had utilized, as you said, in the uh, school system. I was curious to ask, were there joys relative to the teaching aspect of your life, which you don't find in your current profession? There definitely were, there, there was, there were joys and there were also hardships. The joys were, you know, being able to celebrate like victories with, with children that are in your class. I mean, I had 26 kids in my class. I taught in the Bronx. Uh, a lot of children came from broken homes or single parent homes. A lot of them were latchkey kids. Um, so being with them all day, you're kind of like the third parent and they really depend on you and that's, a fantastic feeling and it's also mm-hmm. a feeling of great responsibility and going home at night and you know not even not just worrying about your own self and your own family but worrying every night about I hope this young man's okay I hope this little girl's okay I hope they're getting dinner tonight 
I hope that that relative that they told me about that, you know, shouldn't be around kids isn't around. That kind of feeling every night really is heavy heart. It weighs a heavy heart. So I don't miss that. I don't miss that part of the profession where, you know, there were a lot of things. People shouldn't have kids sometimes, and they do have kids. And I think that um, it's something that people really should consider before they act. So I I'm, I don't miss the part of dealing with people who should not have had children and, and treat children badly. Um, but Certainly. teaching kids, being with them all day, a fantastic, fantastic feeling. Wonderful. Have you ever been uh, approached by anybody to say, hey, maybe, Bridget, when you get some time, come in the classroom, talk to us, or maybe come back to your roots a little bit? Or would you even consider that at some point because you have so much free time? I would, yeah, because I have so much free free time. I, yeah. I mean, I have um, spoken with, some university students, I've gone back and spoken to to some community colleges and just about, you know, the profession of public relations. Um, I do speak and mentor college students. A lot of people, when their children are considering a career choice in the teaching profession, they'll have them talk to me to see if it's something that they should do or get advice. So I'm still connected. I'm still, you know, very close with all my teacher friends and get updated on what's going on in the school that I was teaching in, but I feel like it's a different lifetime. Definitely. I understand exactly what you mean. Now, the year 2009, of course, posed a change in your life routine by, of course, your decision to leave teaching and create your successful and well-established PR firm, which is, of course, Bridget O'Brien PR and Events. Now, I know your company philosophy centers around the belief that formulating a marriage of public relations and event planning equals success. So I wanted you to expound further maybe on two things for me. First of all, um, explain to us a little bit more about what your business offers and what sets you apart, because I imagine that there's a plethora of publicity firms in New York. So what makes you different? And and tell us about you a little bit more. Well, what sets me apart from, you know, the the large firms is that it is a boutique firm where – I have a vested interest in every single client or every single event that I plan that it's a definitely a personal touch that I, you know, I'm overseeing everything. I'm not farming out work to, um, you know, other executives or assistants. I, when, when someone hires my company, they're getting me and they're getting, you know, the expertise of, of branding and event planning and social media management, all of the things that come along with, you know, the public relations world. I've got you. And now just interestingly, which I forgot to ask this question to you, in all becoming successful as it relates to the PR side of things, where did you get the bulk of, bulk of your experience as it relates to event planning and PR and media and all that good stuff? Where did you get the bulk of that experience to where you brought it to a new table here and said, yeah, I'm going to go out and do this on my own? I got a bulk of experience with working with various nonprofits. I've worked with the Humane Society, um, Cystic Fibrosis. Um, I had worked with um, a few music groups um, coming up, that were up and coming and are now very well established um, from the beginning, um, you know, from soup to nuts, getting them out there, getting them, you know, exposure. And once I started really taking interest in this, I did start taking public relations classes um, at a at a university at a university here in New York, gotcha. at Queens College. Okay. So, gotcha. 
Now, if I were to ask you personally, to date, what do you feel your most successful accomplishment has been through your PR firm? You know, there's been there's been a lot of things that I've been, you know, very pleased with or feel very accomplished about. Um, I think my charity work, um, doing an event and raising a lot of money for um, a nonprofit that I might be donating my time to, because a lot of times I do just donate my time and uh, we'll do an event for them or a nonprofit that might hire me as you know, their publicist or or an event planner. Um, so when I do have events and it is successful and the charity reaches a new audience or they have, you know, gotten a large sum of money donated, I feel like that's a victory. I feel like it's a victory when my clients may have a new brand um, and people start buzzing about their brand and it's brought to a different level. Um, of exposure, either through media or just through, you know, having the the audience broadened through social media, or or doing an event where someone launches something and, you know, it's exposed because people are attending the event and the event's getting a lot of coverage somehow. Gotcha. I gotcha. And of course, me, for me personally, if I could speak for a second, obviously one of the accomplishments that you've given to me is just in the fact that uh, Bridget has amply convinced me time and time again thus far to date that I should not stop doing these radio shows that I do. So I have to say a big thank you to her because really what you are one of the driving forces that continues to keep saying, you need to stay on the air and keep doing what you love to do. So thank you to me. That no, you just told you this. You know, in private conversations, I've told you this in public declarations on social media <laughs> yeah. that, yes. that you are very good at what you do, and oh, and you're very good at what you do. Every one of my clients that I have sent your way has raved about you, and I know our other friend, our other friend Dana Humphrey, who is a fantastic publicist as well, has yeah. said the same yeah. thing that her clients <laughs> have been interviewed on national television shows and they're more pleased with interviews that they do with you than they are after they've been interviewed with you know a media veteran of 50 years who is a household name so you should definitely not stop um i'm telling (laughs) you i think big things are coming for you i think miss cindy oh i'm crossing i'm crossing my fingers we will see we will see now um under the umbrella of your firm i know that you're fortunate enough to have worked with probably every branch in the industry, meaning you've done fashion designers, grand and waiting artists, recording artists, actors, etc. Now, I imagine that the red carpets and the celebrity fanfare must be somewhat intoxicating, but certainly dealing with a multitude of personalities must prove challenging. So I have to ask, is that the case? I mean, is it difficult sometimes to deal with so many diverse individuals? And if so, how? It is difficult dealing with a multitude of personalities, but I think that in most professions, you have to deal with a multitude of, of personalities. I mean, in teaching, I had to do it. I had to deal with all different teacher personalities, all different children's personalities, parent personalities. I know people that work in offices have to deal with a lot of different personalities. So I think everyone has to deal with a different personality. I think that my biggest challenge when dealing with clients is managing their expectations because you know, everyone thinks that what they're doing and what they're trying to put out there is the be-all and end-all, and a lot of times that it is, 
but when you're starting off a new brand or you're a new artist, mm-hmm. everything's kind of like baby steps. You have to, you know, take your time getting getting your brand out there. And PR isn't an overnight thing. It's a long-standing working thing. And I've had clients, you know, the minute they start working with you, that they expect that they're going to be booked on national television or they're going to get booked, you know, in Carnegie Hall or things like that that are, you know, not not ex- crazy, crazy goals, but, you know, you take baby steps. So a lot of times managing expectations is one of the most difficult things with clients, I'd have to say. Okay. okay. So if I were to ask you from Bridget's standpoint, what's your favorite sort of client? What, what sort of components or characteristics I exemplify just you saying this is a joy to work with? Someone who has a clear vision of what they – what they're doing or what they want to do. Um, I've had a lot of clients that don't really have a clear vision, and, you know, you're, you're taking time out of the process of, you know, starting to promote the brand or starting to promote the personality um, to break down and get a vision and really, you know, work on what the vision is, whereas the vision a lot of times should come from the person that's, you know, pushing the product or that's, that is the personality. So a lot of times steering people in the right direction, that kind of takes, you know, that takes time, whereas you could be doing promotion during that time. So that is that, that renders a bit challenging, I would say. Oh, I imagine so. And on the flip side, of course, I was curious to ask too, have you ever had to let a client go maybe due to a conflict of interest, meaning where you're at and where they're at, your visions just aren't matching up? Fortunately, I ha- I've been fortunate enough to not have to have that situation. Um, no, I've been pretty lucky with all of the people that I've worked with. I mean, everyone has their quirks, and and but but I have not had to part ways with anyone um, in any way, but like graciously, or that you know the project time came to an end, or we went as far as we could with whatever the project was, or. Gotcha. Or the client, okay. you know, their budget was just, it ran out. Those are the kind of things that I deal with in terms of when I part ways with people. I understand. Now, lastly, before we move on to the next thing, can you tell me if there is such a thing as a quote-unquote dream client for you, the number one person you'd want to handle, who would it be? Because then I'm going to go run out and find it for you. Just saying. <laughs> um, you know, I I really can't say that there's, a, like, a person out there that that – you know, everyone would know, like a, fam- a famous person would be a dream client. I- a, dream- a dream client is somebody that I start with from the very beginning, when before they're known or before their product is known, and then it's a household name. That would be a dream of mine, that, you know, mm-hmm. that something that, that I worked on from infancy turns into the biggest thing since sliced bread. That that's a dream. So I I wouldn't say that I so much want to work with someone who's already established. I think I want to work with someone who has great potential and the potential grows so much that, you know, it's the it it's the next big thing. Sure, I imagine so. Definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about, of course, your secondary love, which is of course cocktails that care, which found its place onto your resume in the year 2011. For those that don't know, she serves as the co-founder. Uh, of this organization, with the main goal being to pair yourself with numerous nonprofits for each particular event that you do. Now, how exciting is it that one of your events has actually been featured on the Oxygen Network, which I did not know. Very excited to report that. Um, yeah. I've got three questions for you in reference to this entity that you've got. First off, 
Now, how do you and your partner, Tiffany, come to decide which charities that you take your time to support with these events? Well, initially when it started, um, it was Tiffany and I just deciding, let's do this. Let's, um, you know, we were so tired of going to, like, cocktail parties that were for charitable organizations that were that were great, but they just were a boring cocktail party. And we said, you know, we can, every time we go to a party, we'd say, we, we could do this better. So, you know, we could bring in some talent, have other things going on, um, and we did it. And we, cho- we initially we chose um, children's cancer research because, you know, that's something near and dear to, to both of our hearts. Um, we've worked with animals, animal groups, because it's something near and dear to our hearts. And since our event, we were, we were both featured on the show Jersey Couture on the Oxygen Network. And um, mm-hmm. since that appearance, we get probably hundreds of emails a month requesting people's charities for us to work with people's various charities and help produce events for them. So, um, you know, we go through every email that we get, and if it's something that we feel very strongly about and is that is a very established nonprofit that's been around for a while and is well respected, we we work with we work with them. Okay. And if we don't have time to work with them, we kind of, I'll give them advice and steer them in the right kind of direction to produce their own event. Gotcha. Okay. Now, for each of these events, do you purposely tailor the event towards the theme which surrounds that charity? Um, we try to, um, you know, bring in elements from, from the charity. Uh, if it, sometimes we have done the, the the next event that I'm doing is an event that is a family event and um, it is for a, a charity called Hadem and they are um, a group of American businessmen and women who send funds and training to Haiti. They're also collecting computers. So anybody out there that has an old computer that they want to throw in the junk or they think that it is trash, get in touch with me and I will get it to this organization and we'll get your computer to Haiti for these young men and women who have very little technology and they would use your old computer and put it to really good use rather than having it sit in a landfill somewhere. So we're doing an event for this organization, um, and it's going to be a red carpet family event because the organization is so geared toward education and youth in Haiti that I think that children here need to be educated about that kind of charity and their philosophy. Gotcha. Now, of course, I wanted to ask, um, are most of the majority of your events structured to be more affordable to the average family? Because I just noticed I'm a Midwestern, of course, from Wisconsin, and I visited New York, and let me just tell you, it ain't cheap there. Okay, i got to tell you, hands across the board, it's not, you know, the most affordable. So have you tried to make it more economically conscious, conscious, I should say, where more individuals can participate? Yes, I mean, this event This event um, on Saturday that, that we're hosting, um, it's $20 for adults. $10 for children. It's from 1 to 4 p.m., so it's a three-hour event. The children can get their face painting, painted. There'll be arts and crafts. There'll be red carpet photographs with the Easter Bunny. Um, your mm-hmm. children can meet and greet MJ, X, 
It's a Michael Jackson um, tribute artist who's going to be there for mm-hmm. meet and greet. So it's a full day of activity. Um, Miss Janice, who was recently on your show, I understand. She's uh, going to well, be- she was supposed to be. <laughs> she's going to be, but we had to oh, okay. technical issues. But, yeah, she's coming on. Miss Janice okay, is coming. So, so soon she's she's going to be performing. She's a wonderful performer that gets all the kids on their feet. Um, I have uh, Xavier Simmons, who is um, the rapper DMX. It's his son, his teenage son. He's going to be performing an acoustical song for the crowd. So there's a lot going on. Um, you'll get a lot of bang for your buck, and all of the proceeds, go to Hadem, the charity. So it's a day you'll have food, they'll you know, there'll be refreshments for the for the adults and the children. So it is a very affordable event with a with a lot going on. Sure, definitely. And I want to remind everybody that it's located at the Hounds Tooth Pub and I'm sorry because I'm not there. Which part of New York is that located in for people that don't know? It's centrally located for everyone. It's gonna be great for people from New Jersey. It is right um, four blocks from Penn Station. It is 37th and 8th Avenue. It's 528th Avenue is the location of the Hounds Tooth. Got it. Perfect. And will there be a parking issue? Because I noticed in New York you guys are a little tight on parking. So I want to make sure everybody has ample space to come. Um, there is street parking. There is a lot very nearby. Um, and like I said, it's right near Penn Station, so it might behoove people who have access to transportation to take the train in. Gotcha. And if individuals want to take a step further here and try to research a little bit on Hadem, how do they find those? Is there a link, website we can post up? How do we find out more information about them? There's a website. It's www.hadem.net. Um, okay. All the information about the organization and we are planning a spring gala or possibly a summer gala for Hadem. And okay. we are looking for um, businesses who want to get some brand exposure and possibly sponsor the event. So anyone out there that's interested in, in getting some brand exposure, sponsoring the event, I'll even go a step further and offer some of my PR services to you and your company if you're willing to make a donation to Hadem. You're awesome. Uh, can you see why I love this woman? Okay, just saying. <laughs> just have to keep throwing that out here. All right, I got two more questions for you, my love, and I can't believe this time has gone so fast. Um, in this one tiny little paragraph, I'm just going to cite some more information about Bridget because, unfortunately, I, I one paragraph, one page just isn't enough to describe how I feel, how uniquely special she is. But let me just share some of these highlights for you. And I know you referenced this earlier a little bit. You have done work in aiding the Humane Society, the St. Baldrick's Foundation, Pause New York, PETA, and, of course, the Seeds of Africa. For those of you that don't know, she has also personally appeared on Dr. Oz, The Anderson Cooper Show, and Good Day New York. Further, she speaks Latin and French, which i got to tell you is damn impressive because I'm lucky I can speak half of the French I learned in high school. And she's met the Mobwise, and I can't believe it, but she's met Lori Zaffel, which is, of course, Bravo's love broker. So first of all, I have to say, what the heck? You have a single girlfriend that you have here. You meet the love broker, and you don't hook me up. So I was like... What's up with Bridget? She couldn't. She couldn't introduce me to the love broker. <laughs> Do not read my postings about being single. Hello, I'm like she's so the love broker. Introduction with you and Lori, and possibly <sighs> get your picture over to Andy Cohen and get you on <laughs> episode of Love Broker. 
I think we all know that the one thing I want is just you need to, like, start handling Kiefer Sutherland because I have this unhealthy obsession, as we all know, with Kiefer Sutherland. Jack Bauer's like my fantasy husband. I keep hoping you're going to get him on there. Um, For those that don't know, of course, she, just like I, we have this mutual adoration, and and we are fans of the Real Housewives, the Mob Wives, and, of course, American Horror Story. Um, So I have to ask you, what the heck is with all these accomplishments? It's like you're an actual celebrity yourself, and I don't know if you realize that or not because you are so humbling and because you are so gracious. Has all of this success been at all surprising to you or surreal? Um, it's a little surreal because it, it, it was, you know, it's it's been a short span of time that a lot of successes and a lot of really great things have happened. Um, it's also, I think, a lot to do with my attitude because I don't, I'm not afraid of anything, and I don't know if that came with age or having children because I just think back to, you know, being in my 20s and not be and, and being kind of like a yes man a little bit and 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 not kind of breaking outside of the box. And I think when I started my own company, I kind of thought bigger and went after things that and and my attitude was if it doesn't work out, I'm not I'm not losing a limb. I'm not losing my life. Nobody's getting hurt. It just didn't work out. And a lot of times it works out. So I, I mean, for everyone, I take risks. It's 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 worth it sometimes. Love that attitude, totally, totally, totally. I have one final question for you. Now I know that you find a pillar of support in your husband Frank, and of course your two delightful children, both Fallon and Desmond, who mirror their mother's beauty. And I can't say that enough. And yes, I can't say it because I've seen their pictures again. So we all have to ask the million dollar question: How does Bridget effectively juggle having a home life, a PR firm, a charitable organization? I'm sure a social calendar that's full to the nines. Um, it's not easy, and I have to really give a lot of credit to my husband for being my right hand man and really being there for every step of the way. Like I have events. He's there helping me set up the events. I have to go out when he gets in from work to events at night. He's there with the kids, dropping me off at the train, taking the kids, you know, for dinner, doing doing all of the duties that, you know, a father should do, but he's doing a million other things also, and he works full-time as well. So I have to really give him credit. And it's kind of just like time management in terms of working sometimes through the night to get things done while the kids are sleeping mm-hmm. at night at yep. nap times, which is right now is nap time. So I'm getting I'm getting my interview done, and I've got a few conference Ooh. calls after this. So okay. it's just being creative with the time that you have. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I have a different kind of structured day than people that are, you know, 9 to 5, and I try to be with my kids as much as possible and schedule my life and my meetings around their schedule. Like this morning, we had a mommy and me. We took the kids to see the Easter Bunny, and my daughter had ballet. So this morning, I didn't take meetings, but I've got meetings through the night. I have to go to New Jersey tonight for a meeting. So it's just being creative with your time and juggling your day a little different. But it all works out, and it's all worth it in the end. Sure, I imagine. And by the way, keep that husband in her lock and key. Let me tell you, ladies, oh, he's a looker. They are a perfect couple together. They're just so cute together. You should see them. Absolutely amazing. Any regrets, anything you would have altered, anything you'd like to alter, any kind of changes we're going to see in Bridget over the course of the next year, either your PR firm, even with the Cocktails at Care organization, anything big coming up down the pike? 
Um, just this Saturday, um, the, the event this Saturday is what's the nearest future event. Um, could I give possibly give the link for tickets for that? As a matter um, of fact, you can not only say it, but I'll post it up as well, too, but go ahead. Okay, it is eventbrite.cupcakesthatcareeasterparty.com. Okay, wonderful. Now, before I forget, I want to go through this rundown because you have about 18,000 media ways to reach you, so I want everyone else to know this, of course. Uh, Bridget can obviously be found on Facebook, and her name being Bridget O'Brien is spelled O-B-R-I-E-N. Now, you need to tell me your middle name because I've never known how to pronounce it, but they won't find you unless I give the middle name. Okay, that's my maiden name. It's Hanretta, H-A-N-R-E-T-T-A. It's Bridget Hanretta O'Brien. You can also find my Facebook page. It's Bridget O'Brien PR and Events. I've got my business page. I've got my personal page on there. You can find me either way. And then, of course, we have her website, which is, of course, www.bridgetobrienprandevents.com, as well as www.cocktailsatcare.com. She not only has a LinkedIn profile, but you can also follow her on Twitter. She has two different ones, which is Bridget O'Brien PR, and that's all one together, or at B-R-I-D-I-E girl. And then, of course, Hadam, once again, is www.hadem.net. And I also want to make a quick shout-out to the sponsors for Cocktails I Care, which is Bootlegger Vodka and Evolve Motorcycles. So I will post about them so you can go ahead and check them out. Have I missed anything? Any way to reach you? No, I think you, I, short of coming and knocking on my door, I think that we've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, before I let you go, in case you haven't listened to another one of my shows recently, I will tell you that I'm ending this show the way I end every other show. And Jamie Hope will tell you this because she just recently was on here. I'm going to take my 30 seconds to tell you what I think of you. I always tell my guests what I think of them. And in case I hadn't told you this in person, this is my 30 seconds spiel about Bridget O'Brien. Fascinating, lovely, beautiful, talented, vivacious, adorable, intelligent, sparkly, so, so down to earth so humbled, so very proficient at what you do, and you do it in such a manner that makes it so appealing for the average individual to walk up to you. Your success is mirrored by every person that I meet that speaks about you, that every event that I look at, whether it's pictures or the ones that I was fortunate enough to attend with you, you have earned every every bit of success that you've gotten, and you've earned respect from every individual you've ever met. We adore you. We applaud you. We welcome your suggestions. We love your support, and we just love you. How's that? You're going to make me cry over here. Thank you so much. And you, you know That's that, what I do you know lately. That, you know that I love you, and New York loves you, and we want you all, you to come back. <laughs> I would love to come back. If I get another invitation, I would be more than happy to come back. I think from what I hear, I'm California-bound first because I do have to give love to my Sons of Anarchy and Sam Crow Radio and my other stations. So, yeah, I, I think it will be California first. But would I like to come back? Yes. Would I like to come back for any of your galas? Yes. So if you invite me, then I will change my schedule, and I will come and see you. You have that. to come when it's warmer weather, though, because it was too cold yeah. when you were here. So. <laughs> you are not lying here, definitely. All right, my sweet, I will let you get back before your babies wake up, and I will be talking to you soon because I have an idea about these computers and a few other things, so I'll message you later. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. All right, we'll doll. Soon. Okay, sounds good, dear. You take care. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, let's hope I did that woman justice because I have to say it's not very often that I get a chance to have real actual individuals who are my friends on the show. I try to, but I have to say it's always um, 
pushing myself a step further and, and the expectation level being much, much higher because I care such a great deal about each and every one of my guests. But to the individuals that hold my heart and are closer to me, I just have no room for failure. So I am hoping that all of you that listen to this interview are not only duly impressed with my work, but even more so are impressed upon the individual that's Bridget. O'Brien, and that you are able to facilitate using either her services, and if not her services, attending one of her events, or just being friends with her, because to know her truly is to love her. So before I forget, a couple quick announcements. Again, Bridget can be found on Facebook, obviously by her own name, Bridget O'Brien, or else, as she mentioned, Bridget O'Brien PR and Events, both Facebook pages. Her website's www.cocktailsatcare.com and www.bridgetobrienprandevents.com. She has a LinkedIn profile, of course, and Twitter handles, again, are Bridget O'Brien PR, and that's all one word, or B-R-I-D-I-E-G-I-R-L, and that you can find her on Twitter. The organization for the event that's going on this weekend is Hadem, and that's www.hademm.com. Net. And just want to remind everybody again, it's called the Easter Red Carpet Family Charity Event. And it's this Saturday from 1 to 4, March 23rd, of course, located at the Hounds Tooth Pub. In case you miss it, ticket prices are $20 for adults, $10 for tickets for the kids. And as I understand, according to Bridget, there are still tickets that are available. So you may not want to wait too much longer considering the fact that it might end up getting sold out in the very near future. Hence, we want to bring it to your attention before it gets too late in the week. My very last thing, so, so excited and honored to announce that first time on my show, I'm actually going to be having a fellow internet radio show host on my show. That individual being Davey Love. You can go ahead and check him out on my show page. Also on my Facebook page, I'll be posting about uh, Modern Problems, which is his radio show, and putting a little bit of information on him. He's going to be on tomorrow, 3 o'clock Central Standard Time. Thanks again to all of my audience for listening. Thanks again to all of my supporters. Don't forget to check us out and like us on Facebook, which is Sin's Chat Corner, or else you can go ahead and friend me, Cindy, last name M-I-C-H. So you all have yourselves a nice afternoon, and I'll be looking forward to talking with you tomorrow afternoon.